Marquinhos. Havertz! A fifth for Arsenal. This matches the record for goal scored by an international club opponent against the MLS All-Stars. 5-0, a show tonight from the Gunners. A show tonight from the Gunners and a show tonight for you guys. Welcome to the Latte Firm post-match phone-in. Gosh, it feels like an eternity ago that Arsenal were in action against the MLS All-Stars. Of course, the early hours of the morning for those of us based in the UK. Uh, I stayed up. I watched the whole game. I went to bed and I had a couple of hours sleep before I had to get back to work. It's been a tough day and I'm sure you guys will echo those sentiments. Arsenal have beaten the MLS All-Stars by five goals to nil in our first pre-season fixture out of the US Tour. So much to talk about. The new kit, our new players, Urian Timber, Declan Rice, big Declan, making his debut. Urian Timber stealing all the headlines. I've seen all the social media coverage. Kai Havertz, after scoring a blank in the skills challenge, went and shut a lot of the noise up by banging in our fifth goal. Gabby Martinelli in amongst the scorers as well. And Gabby Jesus with an absolute ping to open the deadlock last night. Come and have your say. Request a mic. Let us know what your thoughts are on the US tour, on Arsenal in general, pre-season, the performance. Have your say on this new kit. Do you like it? Do you hate it? Are you flocking to the shops to buy it? Um, and just, just come and talk about anything Arsenal. And as per normal, let's bring in our co-host. First up, it is Wayne, who is at Wayne's World 20 underscore. Wayne, how are you doing? I'm good, my man. I just want to... Uh confirmed that I didn't stay up last night, so that makes me a fake fan. Well, uh, well I'm sure we'll get into that uh, in the show. I did stay up. I managed to kind of not sleep and watch most of the game and ended up going to bed at four o'clock in the morning. And that was quite fun. And that's my son in the background. He should be in bed. I don't know what's going on. This is chaos. Gav, uh, let's go over <laughs> to you, mate. Welcome to tonight's Post-Batch Friday. What would you like to say, Gav, as, as an opening <laughs> remark? Zane, get to bed! <laughs> oh sorry mate i'm just uh laughing in your parental bliss at the moment uh yeah no i mean i didn't stay up to watch it uh i got up this morning found someone who'd kindly put the goals together in like a two minute clip so i saw the goals saw that absolutely disgusting kit in action and i guess i'm not i'm not their target audience i know i'm not I mean, Adidas do their research. They work out the average age of somebody who buys a kit, etc., and tries to tailor it to it. Uh, the black kit last year was quite unique, uh, and I believe it's probably one of the best-selling kits Arsenal have ever had. Uh, but this fluorescent one with the black lines, I can't stand it. My daughter loves it and wears it, and the marketing that went with it. I, I didn't quite get I didn't get the link to Islington with these random black squiggly lines on it. Uh like a lot of things unfortunately that the club do, it can be badly thought out. Uh they should put Arteta in charge of everything. Arteta should be in charge of the ticketing and memberships. Arteta should be in charge of designing the kits. Uh Arteta should just do everything. Because it just seems like the playing side is finally on board. But everything else has been a bit of a mess so far, really. Uh, I especially feel sorry for like the silver members and the red members that are getting confused with these ballots and, you know, people that are booking two tickets up together and end up in different blocks. 
which is a weird one. Yeah, it's there's a lot of messy stuff going on, unfortunately, at the moment with the club. And yeah, I've just had a little bit of a moan about it. God, everyone was in a, a good mood. What a positive way to start a show? Go on, we were all in a good mood before you came on, Gav. Well, I can't talk about the game, and I thought I, if I start going on a rant, that gives uh, FK a little chance to sort out his parenting issues and get his boy in bed. So uh, I thought I'll start on a subject that I'm passionate about. Everyone was happy, Gav. What have you done? They are happy, mate. Everybody likes a good moan up every now and then. It makes you feel better. But I'm guessing, Wayne, obviously you're a, a younger demographic than myself. I'm guessing you actually like that no, kit. No, I can't stand the kit, but the marketing around it was, <laughs> was fantastic. Like the, the advert around it was brilliant, but the, the kit looks like a highlighter. Like I, I, I don't like the kit whatsoever. It looked better... Like under the under the night lights in that in in the stadium, it looks better than it did like on on sort of hangers and stuff, which is always the way. But it will be one I won't be buying it. I normally I buy all the kits. I, I, I won't be buying it. But the advert for it and the the sales around it, like I, I liked that. I didn't mind that. Can you explain it to me? Can you explain it to me? Because I, I didn't get it. I mean, it's just entertaining. There's not. It doesn't need to be like a whole backstory to it. There's like some people from North London, some people that have got affiliation to the club, some fans. Like they just, it's, they just put it together. Like I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think too deeply into it. What do you, what do you reckon come first, the black squiggly lines, or I know, let's say that this is a map of Islam. It might be a map of Islam. I've, I've not looked. I've not looked at a, a London map. For <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like. I'm like... I, I, I just I just didn't get the connections, you know what I mean? And you're right, there shouldn't actually be a stop. There shouldn't have to be a story. It's like, yeah, look, this is our new kit. We'll get a few people that you might know wearing it and put some funky tune on the background and all that bollocks that they come out with these well, days. FK's but... looking to buy it. So uh, if, if his head doesn't catch your attention, the kit certainly will. Oh, God. No idea. I'll be honest mate. with you. I'll be honest with you. I love how much you both hate it. And the fact that you both hate it is driving me towards Arsenal.com right now. I think I just have to order it. I think I have to put you guys out of my out of your misery. And listen, I would agree. I think when I first saw the kit a few weeks ago as a, as a sort of mock-up, I thought, nah, the club can't be serious. Adidas have produced some absolute masterpieces in recent years. This cannot be right. But in the end, alas, it, it, that was the shirt that was released. Um, I can confirm. I will probably look a complete mess in the shirt, but the game's the game and the show must go on and we must go out and buy that shirt and the show must go on. So thank you everybody for tuning in tonight. Uh, as a reminder, Arsenal have thumped the MLS All-Stars by five goals to nil in the early hours of this morning. Those of us watching in the UK, come and have your say, request the mic, come and tell us what you think about the game, what you thought about the skills challenge, if any of you guys watched that. That was a, that was a batshit mental competition, but I could not stop watching it and I had to just you know, see it through to the end. Come and come and come and let us know what you thought of that. Uh, and individual performances: Gabby Jesus, Leandro Trossard on the score sheet, Declan Rice, Yuri and Timber making their debuts. Martinelli in amongst the goals again, as well. And Kai Havertz shutting up a lot of people. I think he took a lot of uh, let's say pelters on social media yesterday, including from some Arsenal fans. I hate to add. So come and request uh, the mic. Have your say. It's a safe space. And of course, if you're too shy. 
tweet at Latte Firm. I will read out messages as we go through. So thanks for joining. And let's go straight to our first caller tonight, who's going to be Colleen. Colleen, welcome to the post-match space on Latte Firm. Before we talk about the friendly that was in the early hours of this morning, what are your thoughts on the new kit? I, I've warmed to it, FK. I've warmed to the to the new kit. I don't know what these are on about. I'm going to be honest. You've clearly got no taste, Colleen. You've clearly well, got no I, taste. I originally idea. hated it. And I was like, mm, it's not for me. Then I saw the ad, like the little the video. Then I saw it on the boys. I was thinking, mm, it, look, it looks all, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Um, I reckon once you get it on, and you pop on a pair of jeans, you look at yourself in the mirror, I think you'll be all right, Cav. I think, I think you can just about pull it off. I think you can just about pull it off. Mate, do you know what I mean? There is no chance in the world <laughs> you will ever see me wearing that kit. Not a chance. But, you know, it's, it's one of the... It's, it's that kit, new thing, isn't it? We can't keep having retro rehashes. And I, I get the theme behind it. You know, the map of Islington, it's like your home away from home. We're away, but everyone around the globe can feel connected to, to North London. I get the theme around it. It is a bit of a bold choice, but listen, if we win the title or a couple of trophies in that, um, in about 10, 20 years' time, it's going to be one of the most popular retro shirts going. No, I mean, people people said that about this uh, Puma purple and black stripey thing that looked like a Dennis the Menace jumper. No, that was awful, though. And we didn't win anything in it, and it was awful. Like, if we can associate oh, some positive God. memories to the kit, it will probably, I think it will, it will soften over. I've warmed to it. I've warmed to it. I will be getting it. So I rarely get kits, but I'm going to get it purely out of stubbornness, actually. That's oh, it. God. Me and you, Come on, FK, we're yeah, the only ones with sense here. You need to sort out your co-host. That's we're it, the only ones with sense. I, 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 I always, always preferred you to these two. Oh. And I think, you know what, we, we have to be the, the trendsetters. You know. uh, look, uh, Colleen, thanks for joining us. Really, really appreciate you obviously sharing your thoughts on, on the shirt. I think that split the fan base. And really interested to hear what everybody else has to say about it. So tweet in. Um, what are your thoughts on pre-season? Obviously, Nuremberg away in Germany. Arteta went strong, drew 1-1. Last night, we went strong again, and it was a much stronger team and squad out in the States. Did you watch the game, and what did you think? So, I fell asleep, <laughs> so I had to watch it in the morning. So, I did watch it, but belatedly. So, I just saw the score and was like, oh my God, what's going on here? Um, and saw a lot of tweets about Kai Havertz, so I gave it a watch. And... <sighs> It's always difficult with pre-season because, you know, some people read a lot into it, some people don't. But And I think especially with like the modern era of Arsenal, if we talk about the last maybe 10, the latter years of Wenger's reign anyway, we've got kind of used to pre-season being more about the youngsters and things like that. Whereas, you know, we're starting to see a little bit more of the senior players and we're getting a good idea of what Arteta wants to do. I mean, there's so many things you could name. You've got, you know, the tweak with Kivior, where he's, where he's played that Zinchenko role, if you like, and pushing more into midfield. We've seen Trossard drop back into into midfield and it's looked a little bit, it's looked very decent. We've seen the likes of Timber be completely unstoppable yesterday. So I think what we've, I mean, what I've learned from at least the All-Star game is that, and even what Mikel said, he loves his midfielders, is that we're trying to be a bit more um, more versatile, more unpredictable. Um, so there's not, we might have a base, people might know we might go with an inverted fullback and things like that. But it's, you know, is it going to be the left? Is it going to be the right? Who's going to be able to play across midfield? We've got so many options. And I really like, I really, really enjoyed um, the game. I just thought it's just so great when you can see the depth that we've now got. Like how long has it been since we've got quality and depth? It's it's fabulous. And I'm also won over by the MLS uh 
All Stars Challenge. I was thinking to myself, what the hell is this? And then next, I was just sucked in. I was like, you know, normally with Americans, I'm not, I'm not really keen on their, on their shows, but that goalie challenge, bring me that every day of the week. Goalie wars, that was nuts. Well, let's talk about the skills challenge sort of towards the end. But on the game itself, uh, you're right. Nice to get lots of goals, a nice fluid performance. I take <clears> your point about strength and depth. We've lacked that towards the end of last season. How mm. good is it to see Saliba back? How good is it to see uh, mm. Tommy Asu back amongst the bench? And the bench is looking a bit beefier, a bit, you know, a bit more quality and depth, which is great to see. Um, you mentioned the new boys, Declan Rice and Yuri and Timber. Mm-hmm. First up, Declan mm. Rice. I mean, to see him in an Arsenal mm. shirt and to see him on the pitch, what did that mean to you? Oh, I, you know, it just feels like, it almost feels a little bit like Christmas Day. Like, we've been warming up to it. You know, the, the we all knew the signing was going to happen. There, there felt like there was hiccups, but probably behind the scenes, it was probably going as smooth as it can go. Um, then it was the delay of the announcement, and then we knew he was here, and it was finally getting to see him on the pitch and you know he's a Rolls Royce of a midfielder and um, I did see a little bit of criticism for him actually on the TL not a lot but a little bit in the context of him needing to be a little bit more sharp and forward thinking when playing for for Arsenal but I thought it was a little bit harsh considering he came on and was like what 20 odd minutes to like it was only for the second half we were already cruising I thought it was a little bit harsh but considering that Partey and Emil Smith-Rowe for example weren't even in the squad they were watching there wasn't a possibility of them coming on. Seeing him be, um, Declan Rice being able to come on and show that amount of quality was was amazing. And it's just got me. It's got me dreaming. It's just got me. It's got me dreaming. I love a good midfield, and that is a good midfield with with Declan there. And I think he's really going to go up a level um, with Arsenal. I really do. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Let's bring in the other chaps and get their thoughts on Declan Rice because I think he'll be a talking point tonight. Wayne, to finally see uh, big Declan in an Arsenal shirt coming on playing his first sort of 26 minutes for the club. How did you feel about his performance and what did you make of just the reality that Declan Rice is a gunner? It was so good, man. Like, even though it's only a friendly and he only played 20 minutes, it just reminded me of that Emirates Cup where Alexis came on. Uh, or I can't even remember if he came. He did a little jog down the sidelines before he came on and everyone got so excited, rightly so. And the the fans that are in attendance made a real racket when um, when obviously Declan came on, and it must have been a superb feeling for him. And I, I don't really care if he played twenty sideways passes in twenty minutes. I don't really care if he played fifty backwards passes in in twenty minutes. It was just so so good to see him finally play for us. Um, and I'm sure he will continue to sort of take take center stage throughout the season. But it was it was good to see Timber and Havertz and some of our other guys have their moment in in this game because Declan Rice will have many many moments throughout the season. Yeah, I think you're absolutely spot on about that, Gav. Also, you've been a long-standing fan of Declan Rice. What did it mean to you to see him make his debut for the Arsenal? Oh, it's brilliant, mate. I can't wait to see him playing. You know, a proper red and white shirt, uh, which hopefully will be in the next game. Uh, but what really pleased me, something I obviously I've you know I've seen very little of his performance yesterday uh, was his tweet earlier when he said, uh, my first few minutes playing for the Arsenal. And that means a lot. That means a lot for, you know, the the new players that come in to call the club the Arsenal. Uh, it's just a, a complete sign of doing a little bit of homework, speaking to people that uh, know about Arsenal and Arsenal supporters, which... Yeah, the ticket and membership department could bloody learn the lesson from. Uh, but 
Yeah, no, it's just it's just nice. It looks like he gets it. He obviously gets Arteta. He's bought into the way Arteta wants to play, how he wants to play him. He's bought into the project, and now he's just he's he's buying into the the history of Arsenal football club by by calling us the Arsenal. So I'm I'm just delighted. I think we're going to play some absolute crazy mad football next season, which is going to end up with you know an inverted left you know fullback ending up as centre forwards, uh, whilst Jesus is you know, covering the right back. I think we're just going to play some absolute crazy football and it will all revolve Rice being like the the king centre pin uh, of the pitch. So, yeah, I'm delighted. Yeah, I mean, listen, he's got an aura about him. uh, The the presence that he has when he sort of walked onto the pitch, he's got a swag. Uh, You know, he's got a swagger about him and he was was basically pointing instructions and whispering to Erdegaard and he looked like he'd been here for years and the the little touch that he had on social media about referring to us as the Arsenal knows exactly what he's doing and I'm really excited about what Declan's going to bring. Colleen, before we let you go, you mentioned the uh, All-Star Skills Challenge, which was utterly mental. Um, Can I just ask a quick question? Would you like to see that sort of entertainment maybe on a match day? Because as much as I couldn't take my eyes off it and as much as I sort of mocked it, I, there is worse half-time entertainment, you know, on a Barclays match day. Oh, on a, for half-time entertainment in the stadium, absolutely fine. Uh, absolutely fine, I think. Um, I, I, I'm always a little bit, I'm a bit um, reserved to change when it comes to things like that. I just got won over by the the opening show that you get now with the uh, Champions League final. Um, I'm, I'm a slow resistor to change there, but I, I listen, I couldn't take my, I thought it was crazy. I, I was like, what is this? I was like, what? is this insanity with the fire with the steam everything and then I was watching I just couldn't take my eyes off it so a half-time show why not why not why not indeed all right Colleen my fellow fashionista thank you so much for joining in tonight's uh, post-match phone-in on Latte Firm let's get through as many calls as we can and before we go to our next caller who will be AFC underscore Max uh, Wayne Gab, I want to get your thoughts on the uh, skills challenge there were some interesting challenges. Obviously, you know, the traditional sort of crossbar challenge, a passing challenge, shooting challenge. A couple of surprise packages from Arsenal. Jakob Kivior did really well. Yuri and Timber did really well. Austin Trusty, until he got the winner in the crossbar challenge, I, I sort of tweeted, you know, maybe we need to leave this guy in America because he just couldn't do anything. Um, what did you make of it all? I mean, was it just lighthearted entertainment? Did it mean anything to you? Do you think some of the criticism towards Kai Havertz, in particular, 14 touch and volleys that, you know, none of them he sort of managed to, to stick into the net. Anything you take away from it? Gav, you first. Well, I didn't see any of it. Uh, and I'm Wonderful. not too bothered. No, I didn't. <laughs> I mean, it's like, I'll be honest with you, I found the whole concept very strange. Uh, it's with, like I say, this MLS All-Star week that they turn it into, uh, is just kind of almost a promotion of their league, and I, I'm just not really buying it. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm really not, and I don't. I just think it's weird. Do you know what I mean? It's just a strange thing to be doing, really. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, fair it's enough. Not, it, it, you know, I'm. I think I'm a little bit again. Another thing which shouldn't be aimed at grumpy fifty year olds. Let's be honest. Fifty. <laughs> 60, you mean. Uh, Wayne, uh, what did you I think? Still of younger than you. <laughs> what did you make of the skills challenge, Wayne? I loved it. 
I loved every, I loved every second of it. I'm a big American sports fan, like so. I love basketball. I love NFL. So I'm used to them having their All Star breaks, and during sort of their All Stars, they have during their All Star breaks, especially in the NBA, they have skills challenges. They have sort of celebrity games. They have other competitions like a three point contest, a dunk contest, and I love all of that. And the fact that Arsenal were involved in not as sort of highlight worthy, but it was still a spectacle none, nonetheless. I loved it. I absolutely loved every single second of it. I thought it brought a lot of meme content, which those contests should do. Because at the end of the day, they don't mean anything apart from like a little, like a rosette on your chest or like a, a participation gold star. Like It doesn't mean anything whatsoever. The, the, the stuff that was being said about Havertz was just stupidity. I'm glad he got a goal in the end. and I'm glad he had his little say back. Um, but no, I loved it. I thought it was thoroughly entertaining. I watched every single second of it. Um, and, and yeah, it, it, I thought it was fantastic. Mm, I'm glad you mentioned the Havertz point, because as much as I agree with you, it doesn't sort of mean anything. The social media content that followed today uh, from rival fans, of course, you know, really sort of mocking Arsenal fans. I get that. Some Arsenal fans, very few, I might add, but some Arsenal fans really turning their back on young Kai um, and it's just it's not nice to see so I wonder just how much things like that will get to a player right let's go to our next caller he is going to be at AFC underscore Max Max welcome to the post-match phone in on Latte Firm Arsenal beat the MLS All-Stars by five goals to nil what would you like to say uh, just, a, just a fair few things um, obviously I was listening to Colleen talk about the shirt um, I think it's a very, very controversial shirt. It's a bit like Mama. Either you love it or you hate it. Um, personally, for me, like when I first originally saw it, um, when it first came out, like I was kind of like, what the hell is this uh, originally? And then when I kind of saw it on TV, I was kind of like, do you know what? I, given like, give me like two or three weeks and this might actually grow on me. So um, that was originally what I thought. Um and that's Max, for the I'm skill with you. Challenge I think, thing. you know, when, when the Champions League comes <laughs> round and the floodlights are on and it's an evening game at the carpet and, the, you know, I, I know obviously we're going to be wearing red and white at home. Uh, so that's a terrible example. But Champions League may be away from home, under the floodlights, yellow kit. I think it's going to grow on us. I really do. And, and do you know, and do you know uh, this might sound a little bit controversial, but I actually think the numbers actually is the redeeming factor. You know how like it's in blue? I actually think it's a redeeming factor that it's in blue. But I know in the Premier League it's going to be in white, but I know like it's Arsenal numbers and whatnot, but I actually like the blue numbers, <laughs> funnily enough. Well, but... well let, let's see. Uh, Max, what do you want to say on the footballing side? Arsenal, of course, 5 0 winning yeah. in our first preseason fixture out in the States. Well, first, first of all, um, in terms of related to the game and whatnot, I think Odegaard played really well. Um, I, I was really impressed with him when he came on, uh, especially the assist for the fourth goal. I thought that was absolutely magical, um, especially especially watching it at one o'clock in the morning when I'm like half asleep and I was like watching <laughs> tantalizing football, as it were. Um, uh, obviously, Declan Rice, when he came on, uh, literally like, Booked up the midfield, I thought. Like, he, he came on and looked like he, he'd been playing for us for years. Um, funnily enough, I actually said um, when Timmy came in that him and Zinchenko were going to play inverted fullbacks. And was like, no, 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 no. He's going to play in midfield and all this other stuff. And, and yeah, I end up being right about that. So, um, and, I, and as for, um, obviously, Havertz, um, I think, like, honestly, like, in relation to, like, the skills challenge and everything else, um, I don't take much much interest in terms of the skill challenge because I don't. It's 
it's just a skills challenge, a bit of fun, in my personal opinion. Um, and obviously, he scored when it mattered. So that's kind of where I draw the line in terms of that. But um, I actually agree with Wayne in, in, in some respects. I actually do like the sort of the American uh, franchise, actually. Um, I'm, more, I'm more of an NHL person myself, more than a basketball person. So I actually kind of like that kind of idea. Um, and if it was up to me, I actually would sack all the English commentators and replace them with American ones because they're much, they're far more entertaining. Um, that's just my personal opinion on it. Um, oh, but there's yeah, a, there's a there's a lot there to dissect. That I really appreciate that, Max. But I mean, the commentators, I don't know, they're a bit a bit too cheesy for me. But then you've got to take it in that lighthearted sort of spirit. Um, Wayne Gav, let's move towards Yuri and Timber. Max just mentioned Timber came on, made his sort of debut. He has caught all of the headlines. And, and actually, I did a, a 10-minute video today on some talking points of the game. I've just linked that, actually, to those of you guys who are listening in, so do check it out on the YouTube channel. And one of the highlights for me was Yuri and Timber's performance. Um, Wayne, I when I did the breakdown on Yuri and Timber a couple of weeks back, I talked about positional versatility. I was intrigued as to where it, Arteta might play him. I still don't know where he's going to play because he's capable of right-back maybe playing sort of central midfield. Lots of people have been talking about, obviously can play centre-back. What did you make of Urien's performance and where do you think he might end up playing? Because believe me, if he continues on that sort of trajectory, if that was his first outing, it's not going to be long until he's a permanent fixture in the starting eleven. No, it was a really, really solid performance, I think. He looked he looked so composed with everything he did. It was just it was it was a joy to watch him. And I know it's only preseason, can't really take too much away from it, but he just fit he just fits like a glove. It was just it was just brilliant to watch. I think in terms of where he'll play, I think the answer is everywhere because if you looked at him, if you're gonna take anything from the skills contest, he was like the best striker in, in the whole competition. So he he's just a versatile utility kind of guy, but who's got the quality to play in four or five positions comfortably. And I'm sure the four or five roles that he'll be asked to do, whether it's overlap, whether it's invert, whether it's defensive, whether it's sort of get forward a little bit more, I'm just looking forward to to him growing under Arteta because if this if if that's his baseline that we saw um, in in that game yesterday, then his ceiling is just going to be massive. Well, Mikel Arteta talked about uh, Yuri and Timber after the game. He spoke about his positional versatility. He talked about him being a dynamic athletic, aggressive, front-footed defender who likes to carry the ball, can play that sort of hybrid midfield position, inverted as that right-back. And I think it looked quite good. You know, when you have Tierney on the left, who's obviously not going to play that role, then you've got Timber doing it on the right. Uh, I'm really excited about this guy. So really sort of uh, eager to hear everybody's thoughts on young Urian Timber making his debut last night, of course, as with Declan Rice. Right, let's go to our next caller. He is Farhan. Farhan, welcome to the post-match phone in here on Latte Firm. Uh, what would you like to say, my man? Hello, everybody. Yeah, so I think uh, I really enjoyed watching uh, the preseason game, and I'm not sure if I enjoyed the ones uh, from before as much. Like, I'm thinking of some of the Arsene Wenger uh, preseason games, and I feel like knowing Arteta and knowing how this team plays and us having a familiar shape, it really makes it enjoyable to kind of watch these games as we kind of put together the puzzle of how it is that the team maneuvers and how they overcome challenges. So that was really cool. And even though like the players are different and we're getting to see new players, uh, it was like, like you said, it was really great to watch Timber get, get some minutes in and uh, the way he's, you know, take, taking over that right side, playing in a very different way from bet, uh, from white, but in a way that kind of we're familiar to seeing a defender or, you know, a wide defender play in the Arsenal team. So that was really cool. I thought that was really fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, where, where are you joining us from, Farhan? Are you from the States? Am I, is that, would I be right in assuming that? Yeah, I'm from Canada. 
So ah, I, I okay, can watch so it on my apologies. good old time zones. Okay, yeah, no fine. I was one. I was wondering basically if you were from that part of the world, if you were managing managed to get to the games or anything. I mean, what I love about this ah. sort of what I love about these tours is that obviously fans who are based overseas and of course some Brits have travelled and some Europeans have travelled out to America to watch the Arsenal, but they get to see their favourite players. They get to see the club that they so very much are in love with in front of their own eyes in their home stadium. And I wondered if you were sort of part yeah. of that. But um, oh, I man. guess I can't wait. I guess moving away from, from the match last night, uh, your thoughts on the shirt? Because that's taken a lot of criticism. <laughs> what, what side of the fence do you lean on? Are you, are you for it or against it? So I, I'd like to hear from you guys, uh, some of the OGs here, um, because I've heard that the shirt compared to the bruised banana, right? Which for me is a beautiful nostalgia shirt. I think about it. I'm like, wow, that is such a classic, iconic Arsenal shirt. But apparently when it came out, it wasn't loved at all. Right, I've heard Ian Wright say it, and I would be interested to see if you guys uh, kind of felt that way at all uh, from when that shirt came out. Because this shirt right now is butt ugly. But, you know, um, if we win in it and it's got an iconic look, you know what I mean? Like, you know, negative, positive, it is iconic. You know, does it have a legacy? And is there, is there, does it have, uh, you know, wings to start, fly it with? Well, let's see what the panel have to say. Fine, I'm going to let you go just because there's some audio echo in your call. But stay on the line, listen to what the chaps say in terms of your question. Gav's got his hand up. Gav, um... Uh, oh. Not so much. Not so much your thoughts on the new shirt, but the uh, the bruised banana. What's the story behind that? Yeah, uh, I mean, not to say it was a, a template kit that Adidas put out to about three or four clubs. You can get like a red version, which I think some Norwegian team used. Uh, but it was iconic at the time. Uh, it kind of fitted the sort of rave uh, and dance culture. Uh, at the time, and yeah, all the older people really, really disliked it because it was really the sort of like the first step away from uh, sort of a traditional yellow and blue kit since the green and blue uh, back in the early 80s. Uh, which again, initially, uh, oddly, was the first ever Arsenal kit I wore as a kid. Uh, but for people my generation, it was absolutely universally loved at the time. Because it was you could you know you could go out clubbing in it you could go out raving in it and nobody cared and because it was just a, a nice top which was completely in tune with what was going on sort of music wise and culture wise and sort of dance music wise in this country uh, and as much as I don't really pay a lot of attention to music these days. I can't see the link between that and this sort of generation. You know, in 20 years' time, you, you look back at the things you enjoyed doing, like your first nightclub, your first pub, your first bird, uh, you know, your first real job, you know, the mates that you went out with, look, you know, look, are now old and bald like you. And I can't see any 20-year-old thinking nostalgically back in 20 years' time about, British culture and the British music scene and actually linking it with this shirt. So that's where there's sort of a massive difference between the two of them. Well, the shirt's only been out for a couple of days, but who knows? I think a lot of it's going to be maybe linked to the success 
uh, of the team. If we do some good things this season, I think it could be an absolute banger. Uh, hopefully that answers your question, Farhan. Thanks so much for joining us. Before we go to our next caller, who will be Eggbon Z, I just want to go through to some of the messages on the tweets. Uh, Clement Odorinde, who is the only King Clem, says... You can't please everyone with some smiley emojis, obviously talking about the shirt. Bearded Black Man, who is a regular on the show at Beyond Arsenal, says our kit is bad, but Adidas really stitched up Manchester United with their away shirt. I don't think I've seen that yet. So if anyone uh, can link a picture, that'd be great. Uh, Vintage Greeno, who is at Green 077, says it's loud. It's not my cup of tea, if I'm honest. But as long as the lads play well, I'm not bothered on what they wear. Doesn't look too bad on the pitch, but down the pub, maybe not so much, he says. Uh, Jake, who is Media Link Lab, says Jorginho and Vieira cannot play together. Um, still some criticism for Jorginho, even though he scored his trademark penalty with that hop, skip and jump. Um, people not keen on Jorginho. Uh, Avnil Road Remembered, uh, who is at MDavid1973, says, anyone got any recommendations for any Arsenal tattoo places, please? London or the Southwest? Cheers, Maz. Um, if anyone's got any there, please get in touch with at MDavid1973 and uh, give him some of the shouts. Uh, right. Hundreds of you have tuned in live into tonight's show already. If you've tuned in for the first time, please do drop a follow on Latte Firm. It's the only place you can get post-match phone-ins on a match day, and we are very much looking forward to the new season. So uh, click follow. I would really appreciate that, of course. Uh, and get involved. Come and request the mic. Have your say. Talk about anything to do with Arsenal. It's a very safe space. And if you're too shy, do tweet at Latte Firm. Right, let's go to our next caller, who is going to be Eggbon. Eggbon, welcome to tonight's post-match phone-in. Um, Arsenal, of course, victorious out in the States. We've got tougher games against Barcelona and, of course, Manchester United to come. What would you like to say about the game last night? Eggbon, over to you. I think it's connecting. I uh, don't know if you can see him, Wayne. Nothing my end, mate. Right, OK. So, Eggbon, I'm going to... I can't, can't even remove you. Uh, let's, let's go to the next Eggbon. caller who's going to be... Guna Nick, yeah, I think he has. Uh, Guna Nick, welcome to the show. Um, you know the drill. What would you like to say on tonight's post-match phone? Uh, yeah, I thought that, um, I did, I'll be honest, I didn't watch the, the actual game, to be fair, but I've seen a lot of the highlights, and I like what I saw. Um, not obviously going to get too overreacted, but as they normally say, you can only be what's in front of you. Um, I thought um, uh, the players that might not get a game like Trossard like as many games, Trossard played very well. Um, so the depth is there. Um, if the news is correct that uh, Thomas Partey is not um, going to be leaving, I think that will be a massive boost for us because the midfield will will be, you know, we. Um, I remember UFK mentioned last week about defence, saying that you think we're pretty much bulking defence. I think if we keep uh, Thomas Partey, I honestly believe that I think I mean, um, a middle side of our midfield is pretty much sorted. Um, as far as what people have been saying with the challenges, I know we're reacting in regards to maybe some of the Arsenal fan base with the Habit situation. Um, I mean, I don't know about you guys, whoever goes to the Emirates or um, when they watch like the drills, when they, they shoot the goalkeepers and have shots at empty goals and that. I remember, I can't remember exactly what game it was, but it was, I think Saka had an absolute shock. He was, he had open goals. He couldn't score. It was like, I hope he doesn't. And then in the game, scored. I think he scored a couple of worldies. And I kind of think to myself, don't get overreactive with challenges. Worry about what they're doing on the pitch. Um, but I wanted to. Um, and lastly, on the shirt, 
I'm sort of with um, I'm sort of with Gav on this one. I'm not not really won over by it to be fair. I mean, but as as some people have said, though, as long as the guys go out there and they they get the points and we win the league, whatever happens, or we win some trophies, whatever it's going to be, um, I wouldn't really care. But as far as um, also what Gav talks about, I've I've got that banana shirt, but I wasn't from I was born late eighties, so still before my time, but. I would still buy that shirt and it's still a retro shirt that you'd look back on and you'll never forget. I don't think this will be one of those shirts, but let's not, let's not go dwell on the shirt too much. Let's just focus on that Arsenal decided to release a shirt, the home one, the authentic one, with not knowing our record for the unbeaten. Think how many times that went through the manufacturing, how stupid the team were for that to go all the way out and for them to not release the shirt correctly. <laughs> I think we should be focusing yeah. on that, but... What I wanted to what I wanted to say though is uh, one last thing is um, once again I was I agree on Gav with this one as well calling it the Arsenal from Declan Rice I really loved that lovely touch but I just wanted your thoughts on what you um, you guys I mean what you thought of the whole Thomas Party situation whether you think the rumours are that we are keeping him do you think that we will and if so does he does he play or what what, what happens. Appreciate the call, Nick. Uh, we will go to the panel and get their thoughts on that. Um, let's go to you first, Wayne. Thomas Party. Arsenal have tweeted that he is now part of the camp. He's out in the States, depending on who you follow and what rumours you, you guys believe on social media. It sounds like, feels like Arsenal are unwilling to let him go. Um, Wayne, is he a, you know, is it imperative that we keep Thomas Party part of this squad? Would you be sad to see him go if he does go? What are your thoughts? Um, I wouldn't say it's imperative we keep him part of the squad and I wouldn't necessarily say I'd be sad to see him go, but I also wouldn't necessarily be accepting any sort of five, ten million for him. I think my issue when it comes to party on the pitch um, is he's unreliable at the times that we've needed him the most. So he had like 75% worth of a good season on the pitch last year. But when we need him most to end the season, he was completely gone. And then seasons before, he had good moments on the pitch and he was injured um, when we needed him the most. So hopefully if he does stay, the signing of Declan Rice can cover that. Um, because I imagine Declan Rice will be playing the majority of the minutes. But having Party and Rice together as an, as an option would be absolutely fantastic. Especially I'm thinking about away big games. If we travel to Manchester City, if we go to Old Trafford... Um, you kind of want to keep a little bit solid. You keep you keep a little bit sturdy, and and party and rice in the midfield can certainly do that while having the quality to play the football that we want to play. And it allows Declan Rice maybe a little bit of freedom to to get more forward. So, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily be be forcing him out the door. Um, but if a massive offer comes from Saudi Arabia or comes from Juventus, I'm listening. But I think I'm listening to offers for a lot more players than than maybe some Arsenal fans would like to admit. It's a really interesting dilemma, this, because from a football perspective, on his day, Thomas Partey is unbelievable, right? He's such a good player, so talented, very rare playing style. And as a number six, you'd be, you'd be hard-pressed to find anyone better than him in the world. Um, I do have issues with... Sometimes the lack of availability that he shows, uh, you know, with his fitness and he's, he's been missing at key, key moments, key games, annoyingly. We can't, even though I, we don't know too much about it, and I certainly don't want to speculate, but we can't sort of ignore the off-the-field news that's there. That's a, a grey cloud that 
sort of hangs over everything that Thomas Party is. Um, but I would say from a football perspective, now that we have Declan Rice and we've lost Granite, I think it is imperative, Wayne, that we keep Thomas Party in because to lose both Party and Xhaka from a team that went toe-to-toe with City and they gave us one of the best seasons in such a long time, that's too much disruption for me. I know we've got Rice. I know we could probably go out and get a Caicedo and maybe even Timber can get a run in midfield. I don't know. There's, there's probably other midfielders, but I think that disruption is too much. I really want to see Party and Rice play together. I think as a partnership, they could be unbelievable. I hear, um, I hear so th- saying, there's my I, thoughts I on, say, on, sorry, on TP. Sorry for interrupting you. I hear what you're saying in terms of the disruption. And I agree with that part. But if you, if you offer me, uh, let's say, a straight swap, for example, if I would sell Thomas Party to sign Caicedo, I'm doing that 10 times out of 10. I love Caicedo. I, I just think partly at the stage of his career that he's in and what we need to try and do next season in terms of clawing back those five points, Party's incredible. Uh, he's incredible. Uh, Gav, do you want to come in on that? Uh, Thomas Party, uh, stay or, yeah, sorry, keep or sell? Shag or marry? Whatever the questions are. That <laughs> go through your head. Go on. No, I, I pretty much agree with, agree with Wayne. Uh, I've got no problems whether he goes. Uh, as long as we get decent money, I've got no problem if he stays uh, because you know you're going to get 30 good games a season out of him. The problem is, is hopefully we're going to be playing, you know, we could be playing double that. So, yeah, I mean, if he stays, he really is as a, as a backup or as if we're trying to protect a one-goal lead at the end of the game and we've got him and Rice on. Uh, but, yeah, I do see him at the moment as Rice's understudy. Uh, in our best 11. But would I like Party on the bench if we're winning 2-1 up away from home and to bring him on? Uh, yeah, bloody course I would. But it's like I say, you, you can't rely, you know, the last two seasons have, have shown us you cannot rely on Party to uh, to have a full season, unfortunately. Wow, I didn't think that I'd be uh, disagreeing with you guys on Thomas Party, but there we are. Uh, right, let's go to our next caller. Let's go to the US of A. I know this guy is across the pond and he is having the time of his life in America at the moment. It is, of course, El Boogie. Welcome to the post-match phone in El Boogie. Hello, boys. How are you, man? Um, hello, 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 okay. Hello, Wayne. Hello, <laughs> the Wayne. Arsenal are on your turf, El Boogie. Tell yeah, me how does that make you feel. Listen. My job could have been, but I can't believe we've lost our Boogie. Boogs, are you there? Okay. I'll be sending him pictures to Boogs. Ah, uh, that's so unfortunate. It sounds uh, like he's having such a bad He's disappointed. Boogs, look, I, I'm, I'm going to let you go, Boogs, but come back. Please do request the mic when you've got better, better signal. Uh, let's bring in Eggbon Z. I think he's requested the mic again. Hopefully, this will work. Second time lucky. Uh, Eggbon, welcome to the post match phone in on Latte Firm. Is it going to go through? I can see it spinning. Wayne, Gav, Eggbon, no? No, nothing coming through for me. No, it's not going to happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, hope, I hope we can get Oh, that. he's there. Oh, but I didn't get there. the question Wayne, Wayne, at all. Don't worry. All I was saying, Eggbon, welcome to the post-match phone-in. You have the mic. What would you like to say about Arsenal? Hi. Um, I love Arsenal. That's what I'd love to say. Um, but no, seriously. Um... Are we having difficulties tonight? What is going on? Eggbon, if that's all you wanted to say about loving Arsenal, I rate that. I love that. Uh, I, I love them too. Uh, do stay stay tuned, which is great. Let's try and, let's try and get moves back in. I hope we can get open. I do not know. Because 
I think he's going to. Um, I think LB said he was going to the the Man United game. So if he yeah, if he can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, we here. Yeah, big man, oh, big yeah. man. We can hear you. Let's let's get let's let's get Wayne and Gav on mute. Boogs, the mic is yours. First time round, you you said listen, and then we just lost you. So <laughs> oh start again, my friend. How oh, does yeah. it feel like having Arsenal in your country? Hello, can you hear me? We can hear you, man. Okay. We can hear you. Yeah, I'm buzzing. Stay still. Don't move, Boogie. Gonna... Boogie, don't move. <laughs> I was going to fly to DC don't lose the phone. to watch the game, but um, my job. But uh, listen, Saturday, I already got my tickets. I got a couple of mates flying in from, from the West Coast. We're going to be at the MetLife Stadium. It's, it's exciting times. So, FK, yeah. I'll say this to yourself and Gav and Wayne and Colleen. I do not like the new, the new, the new strip. But listen, if we win the league, I will pay for all four of us to have rice, rice, baby, on to, just to own it, and then we can just frame it in our living rooms. <laughs> that is a lovely touch from you, Boogs. I really appreciate that. I love how you just casually dropped Colleen in it. Colleen's vying for Wayne's presenter seat. Uh, I know that. Uh, so there's, yes, there's, there she is with the laughing emoji. I don't, listen, I don't appreciate Boogs, how she tickets. gets a free shirt. She hasn't done anything to deserve it. <laughs> I don't, oh, I shots do fired. Like shots fired. I always pick on Colleen. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just do different and just say, if we win the league next year in May, yeah, myself, FK, Wayne, Gov, Colleen, we'll have Rice Rice Baby. I'll ship it to your address. And we don't need to wear it, but we just we could just frame it and say Arsenal won the league wearing this. I, I appreciate the sentiment, big man. But listen, you just said that you're going to go to the game uh, this weekend. Absolutely. Can I ask you, Boogs? Personal question. Personal question. When was the last time you saw Arsenal? Have you ever seen Arsenal play live? So I have been to the. So I used to work in London, and I and I and I've been to the Emirates over fifty times, just to let you know, yeah. Before I moved to okay, okay. Before I moved state stuff. So, but last season, so, and, so I did see us play in preseason in Baltimore. I did a two-hour road, okay. uh, road, road trip to watch the game in Baltimore when we beat uh, Everton. So I do have that. So I'm looking forward to Saturday, and then hopefully before the season over, over Christmas, I'll take a two-week break and come watch. Uh, hopefully, we'll be tough with the league at that time as well. Well, hopefully, you have a lovely time this weekend. But Boogs, what were your thoughts on the game last night? Gabriel Jesus got us going with a lovely pinger. Uh, Leandro Trossard following up with a lovely shot from just outside the box. Jorginho with his trademark pen. Martinelli in amongst the goals with one assist from Martin Odegaard. And then a Kai Havertz hammer volley right at the death to make it 5-0. What were your thoughts on the game? Um, it was awesome. So I started off watching the Chelsea game and then the switch to... The switch Excuse uh, me, boss. Hello, can you hear me, yeah? Yeah, oh, flew straight over your head. Yes, I can hear you. Carry okay. on, carry on. Yeah, so I started off watching the Chelsea game and then I switched over to the Arsenal game. And it was, it was, so what I really like this season is nobody's talking about Trusser. He's just going under the radar. And I'm really excited about Julian Timber as well. Like, he just looks like another Zinchenko on the right. I am excited about the options that Mikel has got. And I do believe he said something in the post-match, uh, post-match uh, press conference. He said, 
the goal and the aim is to be very unpredictable for people who try to stop us. So if new ma- if the managers in the league are thinking, oh, we know how they're going to set up. They're going to set up with Zinchenko or Kivio in for Rude Shaka because Mikel's going to come up with something else. Now we got Kai. We can play Kai. I'm just excited about the options. It, it just seems like we have a strategy well run. We got everybody in early. Everybody's together in preseason. I want to see a mill in the eight role. I want to really want to see ESR in the eight role. And probably I want to see ESR give. We have a lot of games coming up. Just give Odegaard a chance and let me see Emil play somewhere there. Let's see. It, so I'll say something that a lot of people might not want to hear. If it's possible to keep Bar a flow, if we could keep flow, I think he's going to be really good. But the boy wants to play. I am mad at him. He wants to get, uh, he wants to be the number one. But if we could just keep him for this season, he might be part of something very special. But, um, it just seems to me like he's not going to sign a new contract. Can we risk him one year, sell him next year? I don't know. So, um, but he does he does look very sharp. He looks like he's got the X factor, something different from Eddie. And then you can you can't just rely on um, Jesus for the whole and Eddie for the whole season. So to have flow will be refreshing. But listen, overall. I'm really excited for the options that Mikel has got, and I do back him. I trust him completely, 100%. I love that, Boogie. Thank you so much. Enjoy the game this weekend, and I'm really glad that you mentioned the topic of Flo Balogun. There was some uh, sound in the background, Boog, so I'm going to let you go, and I'm going to bring the chaps in now to just talk about Balogun. Um, Flo Balogun, as Boogs has just said, has limited time on his contract. He obviously had a really good year out in France. Gav, coming to you first. Um, he's come back into the mix, the U.S. men's number nine. I thought he'd maybe start all of our U.S. games, you know, try and sort of maximise his publicity and the merch and all that sort of stuff. It looks like he's going to play second fiddle to Eddie and Ketz, uh, certainly the way that, that selections have been going. What is your stance on Flo, Gav? Is he a player that you'd like to see part of this squad or would you consider a 30, 40, maybe even 50 million pound bid for him? Uh, I think he's. it's very, very likely he's going to move this summer. Uh, I think he wants to move. I don't think he wants to play second fiddle uh, to anybody. Uh, I think he wants to move to a club where he's guaranteed to be, you know, they're starting number nine. Uh, and after the season he had in France, then he's got a bit of a claim to that. But it won't be a, a top, top club. Uh, if we do send him, I hope they're sensible with... Clauses that protect us if he does turn into an absolute animal in the next couple of years, uh, either by means of a buyback agreement or a percentage sell-on. But obviously that's down to uh, Mr. Barbecue himself to be dealing with. But I I don't think it really matters what my thoughts on him are. I'm I'm kind of pretty certain that he's going to be sold. Mm, Wayne. Gav there saying that he thinks Balogun's going to be sold. What are your thoughts on on Flo? Would you like to see? Are you intrigued by by what qualities he might have? I mean, he's had such a great year in France. That's certainly how I feel. Like I really just want to see him get a run of games in this team to see what he can do. 
But you only think that because you don't like Nketiah. I mean, that is absolutely true. So <laughs> we're going to take that with a pinch of salt. Me, personally, I don't really care. Um, I think he wants to be a first choice somewhere else. That's fair play to him. He deserves that. He's got sort of taste of first choice in France. He's done well. He's had a very good season. But if he doesn't want to commit to us, I don't, I don't want players here that aren't committed for for the long-term future. And Eddie Nketiah is. Um, he might not necessarily be the answer long-term, but he decided to sign his contract. As of now, Balogun isn't likely to sign a contract. And I personally don't think Balogun is going to be more valuable to us as a club than he is this summer. I think this summer we could get a nice, nice chunk for him. If he stays for a season, he's not going to play the level of minutes to keep him in that sort of 30, 40, 50 million bracket that we're talking about. He's going to lose out and, and his contract situation is going to run down. So it's just going to be even worse for us. So I think cash in now while it's hot. And if if he comes good, try and get a buyback in. Um, but I do think, though, that you're maybe looking too into sort of the preseason lineups. I think Balogun might get a start against Manchester United on the weekend. Um, it'll be interesting. So hopefully if, if El Boogie is there, and is able to watch the game, he might get to see a good 60, 70 minutes of, of Balogun. I'm, sh- I'm sure he'll get starters minutes at some point. Um, and I guess just on the subject of Man City, we oh, sorry, Man United, that friendly, we obviously are going to watch it on Arsenal.com if you're going to stay awake. But Colleen is taking part in a um, a pre, a pre-kick-off sort of watch-along thing. So anyone that is a fan of Colleen, the one person that might be in this... Uh, in this listening in right now, check her out on Arsenal, Arsenal.com, I believe, as um, she'll be there before kickoff. A pre match, what? All right, I've invited her back on to have a chat because she needs to clarify this. But I'm really surprised, Wayne, on your thoughts on Flo. To quote you, I don't really care. I'm really surprised by that because this is a guy who's been at the club for a long time. I know he wants to play, I know he wants to be the main man. He has to realise, though, he's a young boy and he will not displace Gabriel Jesus in the team that's going for the Premier League title, certainly so early in his career. But I'm so intrigued to see what value he can bring. Um, I think there is a difference in playing style to him and Eddie Nketiah. I think Balogun, I think we could probably get a, a better tune out of him. And of course, I say that because you know, you, you've, you've quite well documented my uh, frustrations that I had with Eddie. Uh, but I'm really surprised. I'd really like to see Flo Balogun sort of part of this team and given a run of games. But if there is an offer on the table from a West Ham, from a Brighton that's sort of 35, 40, 45 million pounds, it would be difficult to turn down given what else we need in the squad. So, uh, yeah, really interesting chat and debate there, uh, which I'm grateful for. Right. Have your say. Request the mic. We've been going for just about an hour. Uh, on to the sort of home straight we go. Come and request the mic. Tell us what you think about the Tour of America, the Skills Challenge, the game last night, individual performances. I can see Addy, I can see Andy. You've all requested I will come to you. Before we do that, let's just go through some of the tweets. AFC Max, who came on as a caller a few moments ago, says, Mark my words, Latte Firm. Our fullback partnerships, White and Zinni, Timber and Tierney, and to have Tommy Asu as a rotational centre-back who can play left-back and right-back. Uh, and also, don't be surprised to see Kivior play. These are good rotational options. I don't think anyone's disagreeing, Max. I think that depth is something that we've craved and defensively we are good to go. Um, LB, who is at LB Guna, says Trossard was the standout performer for me last night. He was everywhere. 
took his goal well, played the left eight role with purpose. Amazing all round. And hopefully he's not taken a serious knock, of course, going off uh, in that first half. Uh, Billy Higgs, who is at BH4419, says, Latte Firm, listening to the show, if we could realistically sign three more players, who would be your three? Wow. He says, for me, Neto, Caicedo, and Vlaovic, Gavin Wayne, I'm not going to put you on the spot now, but maybe that's what we end the show with in about 20 minutes, half an hour. Um, the three players that you could sign uh, if, if we are to sign any more. Um, right, let's go to our next caller, and that is going to be Andy. Andy, welcome to the post-match phone-in. You know the drill. Uh, it's been a long time, big man. First of all, how are you doing? Secondly, what are your thoughts on pre-season? Doing, everyone. Uh, nice to hear everyone's dulcet tones, and uh, I'm doing okay, thank you. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was, uh, I managed to stay awake for it. I just about kept the eyelids open last night. Um, I thought, um, I, I love the kit as well. I, I've got to be honest, I think it's. Uh, I think it, do you? Yeah, okay. I really do. I, I think it's, I think it's, it's going to be a kit for the future, that one. I think it's going to be a legends kit. Um, Anyway, um, yeah, I thought I thought the all round listen as, as good as it was going to be against an all star uh, team. I, I thought they played very well. Arsenal. I thought Saliba. Um, what was it today? I was thinking. I know Gav calls him the Rolls Royce. I just think he's elite. He's just so. Um, I don't know if you, the the tackle he did when he was running running back running back and he he got the ball and then he beat the player as well and and just um forward it on to someone else he's he's just he's just a, such a class act to watch today but he really is I, I think we were so missed him i think that was the missing link last year but i thought uh, i've got to say andy what what Saliba is doing at this age at this level is unbelievable and for us to sign him down now for the next four potentially five years yeah, of his career yeah. is 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 as big a signing as anything that we've made in the window, and I, cl- I include Declan Rice in that. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, definitely. It's a, it's a massive coup by uh, by Edu and Arteta. Um, I think you know, getting all the Hellen boys uh, signed up, um, I, I I thought is is just terrific. As uh, they've done, they've done remarkably well, both of them, to 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 do the amount of work they've done. Um, obviously, I'm still. I'm still a little bit worried about. Um, I think we need someone up front still. I think we need still. And I will keep saying that. I think we need a, a goal, a goal poacher. But listen, you know, if we can get goals from uh, from all over the place, then you know, who's to who's to say anything wrong? But you know, I just, I just well, feel Andy, to, talking talking about goal scorer, talking about goal poacher. We, you, you might have just heard we've just talked about Balogun a little bit about Ingetia. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Balogun? Because he's been linked with a move away. Are you not intrigued to kind of see him in the setup, maybe? Yeah, I am definitely 100. percent I, th- I think that's the problem. I, I would like to seeing him play early doors uh, yesterday. Um, I-, I I don't know what what what's. It. I think that he's listen. He wouldn't have taken him on tour if he didn't if he didn't recognise his ability. Um, I-, I I think he's got it all there. I think he's an out and out goal scorer, Balogun. And I think you know it's exciting to to see him. He hasn't got the 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 possession the ball uh, hold up that Enketia has, but I think as a as a goal scorer, he's he's far he's far more clinical, and I know you like him as well. I'd I'd love to see him given more of a chance. I've got to be honest, but um, I don't know whether that's going to happen. Listen, if they get fifty million uh, chucked at them, then what, what, you know you've got to take it, haven't you? Really, but um, it'd be it'd be a shame because he's never really showed um, his promise at Arsenal. Yeah, it'd be difficult to turn down. Andy, just before you go, I've got to ask you. I mean, it's a new season that brings new hopes. You've joined us on these post-match phone-ins throughout last season, of course, and what a journey that was. What a wonderful season it's been. 
What are your hopes for next season? Uh, define success to me. You know, what would you be? Obviously, I know winning it, winning the lot, you'd be happy. But what is the minimum expectation from Arsenal next season for you, Andy? Uh, I think I think we got to go one step. We got to go another step forward. We got we got to be looking at winning this league now. I think with, with the squad that we're going to have, and I think you know City are losing a couple of players now. And uh, listen, they're obviously going to they're still going to buy big, but I think that. Um, I, I I think we've got to be going. We've got to be winning that 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 Premiership this year. I think I think that's that's our focus this year. He's he's really got to go for it this year. Um, Champions League. I'd like to see it get to the quarterfinals, semi-finals, if that's if that's possible. Yeah, I, I, my hopes are, are, are they always were last year, but unfortunately we we sort of we collapsed. But my hopes are are, are, are even bigger this year, especially in that away kit. Yeah, and I think you're right. Andy, listen, thanks so much for joining in tonight's post-match phone and really appreciate you listening as always. Gav Wayne, same question to you before we go to our next caller, who will be Addy. Um, what are your expectations for next season, Gav? Um, you know, minimum expectations. Andy, they're talking about going one step further. We've got to win the Premier League. Oof. Anything can happen. You can't have... Obviously, I'm going into the new season more hopeful that we can win the title than probably any other one uh, since we was at Highbury. Uh, but obviously, you know, you still got to consider the fact that we're up against Man City. Uh, my expectation, and indeed my minimum expectation levels, uh, is going to be that we make a fight of it again. I want to see, you know, that, that is the minimum we should be doing with the amount that we've spent over the last couple of years the minimum expectation is us to actually make a good fight of it, to get out the group stage of the Champions League uh, and to hopefully, you know, get through a couple of rounds in the Champions League as well. But, I mean, obviously that's a different kettle of fish because, you know, you go to anywhere in Italy or Spain and then you're not just dealing with technical ability uh, at that level. You're also dealing with their uh, their street smarts, uh, which, you know, our young, fairly inexperienced team in Europe have not got a lot of. So, uh, yeah, that's where I stand, basically. Interesting. Wayne, same question to you. And I see Colleen's just joined, so we'll go to Colleen straight after you, Wayne. But expectations for the new season, Wayne. Uh, what would be your sort of minimum, I guess, from Arsenal next year? Um, another title, another sustained title challenge and a trophy. I am expecting, uh, with the amount that we've spent, I don't care what trophy, I don't care when it comes, I don't care how it comes, I expect us to win a trophy next year because you can't keep getting away with spending the amounts that we spent. And I know it's come from years of not spending, but at the end of the day, trophies are, are, are what these guys are playing for. So um, I don't care if it's the Carabao Cup, I don't care if it's the Champions League, the Premier League, the FA Cup, win a trophy. And um, we need to start doing that consistently now. I love that. I don't care if it's a Champions League. He just chucks that in there so nonchalantly. Uh, yeah, MLS Skills Challenge Cup champions. You'll never sing that. Right, Colleen, uh, welcome back. Wayne put you on the spot earlier, said that you're going to be part of some sort of weird streaming live pre-match thing going on on Saturday. What's the deal, Colleen? Tell us. So Arsenal, as in Arsenal.com at the Emirates, will be doing a live watch-along for the game against United and a pre-match build-up show. So, of course, if the old latte firm isn't doing anything, pop on over to arsenal.com, I guess. I will be on there with a couple of the a couple of the guys. So if you fancy hearing me spread propaganda about this beautiful away kit, 
pop on over. Uh, if you don't like the away kit, still pop on over because I'll win you over. I can't believe it. I can't believe I didn't get an invite to this. But Colleen, you are <laughs> going to be sensational. So enjoy it. Wear your shirt with pride and just remember, latte firm forever. Right. Uh, Come if you, on. If you, feel, free, feel free to hang around as a, as a speaker. People love listening to what you say. You're creeping into the, uh, into the sort of co-presenting panel. I can see it. Your, your tactics are working. But let's Listen, go to our next I'm, call. I'm ready to is... hand the boys their P45s. If, you know, time to freshen ooh. up, you know. <laughs> ooh, 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 ooh. Uh, right, before we go to Addy, actually, um, a couple of bits of transfer news. Uh, goalkeepers are on the move. Manchester City have sold James Trafford to Burnley for £19 million, although they have put in a 20% sell-on clause and a buyback option. I wonder what happens when City buy him back. Do they take 20% of that fee? Is that, is that weird? I don't know. Uh, Andre Onana has signed for Manchester United, £47.2 million from Inter Milan on a five-year contract. That first mishap that he's going to have is going to hit so deep. I cannot wait for it. Wayne, you've unmuted yourself. What, what, do you want to talk F- into F- the mix? Before you to, yeah, before you move on to another team, do you know who else Manchester United have signed? Uh, no. Johnny Evans? Uh, jo- yeah, Johnny Evans on a short-term <laughs> deal. I couldn't believe it when I saw that. I was, the, the uh, do you know what? I, really saw that, over there. I saw that in the DMs yesterday and I was like, nah. I, I just sort of laughed it off as if like, come on, someone's pulling my leg here. But genuinely, they have signed Johnny Evans on a short-term deal. Manchester United, eh? How the mighty have fallen. Um, and it's Manchester United up next for Arsenal, as Colleen's just said. Right. Next caller, Addy, welcome to the post-match phone-in on Latte Firm. I'm not sure if you're a first-time, but welcome. What would you like to say on tonight's show? Uh, first off, can you guys hear me? I can hear you loud and clear, my friend. Where are you calling from? Uh, I, uh, I am living, I live in the US, so I'm calling from California. I'm on my lunch break right now uh, from work. So, uh, awesome. yeah, first, yeah, I would just like to say that uh, thank you for hosting this space. Um, there are not too many Arsenal spaces that I see. I usually follow a lot of rival fans and I do see a lot of rival spaces uh, every day, but very rarely do I see Arsenal spaces. So thanks a lot for hosting the space and for having me on. Oh, you're very welcome, Addy. And thank you for your kind words as per normal. Uh, Addy, what would you like to say about the football? Because Arsenal have beaten the MLS All-Stars by five goals to nil in your country. How does it feel like knowing that Arsenal are on your land? Uh, it feels amazing. Um, actually, I am going for the Barcelona game in uh, LA. Uh, so, uh, and I also went to the Chelsea game last year as well. So I do try to visit as many games as possible. Um, so it's it's a big deal for me. I, I've I've been a big Arsenal fan for the past twenty years, uh, twenty twenty five years. So, uh, and I'm originally from India. So it's it was really hard for me to kind of watch Arsenal live. But now that I'm in the US. I get to watch Arsenal play. I get to see all these players. So I'm really excited. Um, and yeah, it's, it's been amazing. Uh, and really quickly, if I may offer an opinion on the Balogun situation, um, I do agree that he is um, a very good striker. Um, and I feel like we should probably follow what Man City do with their academy. So this morning, uh, I just saw a tweet from uh, Fabrizio um, saying that they sold some academy player Carlos Borges to West Ham on a permanent transfer with a buyback clause. And apparently they do this a lot for the academy players, is just offer a buyback clause. So maybe we do that for Balogun as well. Just send him, you know, just have, because the primary interest in Balogun is from the Italian side. Like I, I believe Inter offered like 30 million or something. 
and they will never you know they always send a low ball offer they will never offer high money for uh, any player um uh, so i'm just thinking like okay we accept a 30 million with a buyback clause and maybe if he comes good in like a couple of years uh, we see how encadia progresses and you know if he's not up to standard maybe we um uh, you know activate that buyback buyback clause and get balogan in and maybe who knows he may turn out to be a superstar right uh, so i yeah, feel listen, like I we think, shouldn't be i think you make it I think sorry to cut in there, Eddie. I think you make an excellent point about buyback clauses. And listen, what we've seen Arsenal do in the last two, three windows has been nothing but encouraging. And I think Josh Kroenke, Edu, Vinay—they're being so much more savvy in the marketplace. They're doing things that are protecting the future of our club, and hopefully they will start to do some of that stuff. Because I, you know, we just said before you came on as a caller that James Trafford has signed for Burnley, nineteen million pounds on England under twenty-one goalkeeper. And City have, of course, put in a buyback clause to have first option as and when he becomes available. Um, Addy, I love the wholesome story about you seeing your team, you know, raised in India, going to America, seeing your team. I love that. It's really sort of, you know, heartfelt. I can I can hear the passion in your voice. I've got to ask you the same question that I've asked the last couple of callers about your expectations for the new season. Um, you say you've been supporting Arsenal for 20-25 years, so you've probably just about remember the last time we won the league. What are your expectations for Arsenal yes. this coming season? Yeah, um so I was fortunate enough to see the Invincibles lift the trophy and I, back then I was a kid. I was like a 15-year-old uh back in India and I was watching it over the telly. Um so this is the first time since then that I actually believe that we can actually challenge for the title and I believe that would be the next logical step in arsenal's progression is that we continue challenging for the title i'm not getting my hopes super up because i know man city you know we all know man city is a machine i know they've uh, they've sold a couple of players but you can never write them off right they've just come coming from a treble way um so they will always be in the race i don't i mean i i trust them to be in the title race so i'm expecting arsenal to at least push man city again for the title and the natural progression from last season would be to now we're in the champions league so get to the quarter final like the one of the previous callers mentioned and then also win a trophy that's going to be massively important because without trophy there is no progression right you can progress through champions league you can reach the final but if there's no trophy at the end of it what's the difference between this season and last season uh, we need something tangible uh, this season uh, to mark our progression Yeah, I think you're absolutely right, Addy. Lots to talk about trophies. Thank you, Addy, for joining us from California. Get back to to work. I know that was your lunch break. Thank you for tuning in. Really appreciate that, uh, Colleen. I've asked the same question to Wayne and to Gab earlier about their expectations for the season ahead. What are yours? Um, you know, it's a new season, new hope. We missed out last year to the treble winners by just five points. What are you hoping the boys to deliver next season? Oh, it's it's got to be the title, hasn't it? I know it's easier said than done. uh i'm i'm kind of with wayne but not completely i think there's uh if we leave, finish the season with just the cowboy cup i'd be quite disappointed um context is everything just as you pointed out how things pit patted out for us last season the jump that we made but i think he's right in terms of the amount we spent and the amount of progression that we can see in this team and i know man city are going nowhere and a lot of the top 6 you know they their aim is to continually move forward but so should ours and i think we we were a bit unlucky in terms of the way things panned out for us but I would like in an ideal world and try and be as realistic as possible the league and try and start you know going a bit further in cup competitions and not just being in there to make up the numbers mainly the the Champions League and the FA Cup because I think last season we just weren't we weren't good enough in in Europe or or in um, any of the other domestic 
competition so in each competition we want to go the next step further of course you want to we want to win it all you know quad 2023 2024 but um you want to walk away with a trophy but I'd be disappointed if it was just the Carabao Cup to say but I think it's got to be the league I think I feel like I'm being too harsh on them but it's got to be it's got to be surely no, listen, it's difficult to disagree because obviously we came so close last season and everyone's going to be expecting growth, progression. And the only thing that sort of worries me, you know, I've seen the emergence of these stories about Manchester, sorry, Arsenal, you know, they, they should win the league. They must win the league to kind of prove that the, the project has indeed gone bang. But make no mistake, Manchester City are still very much favourites. You know, they've got a great manager, good squad, 100 plus charges. We can't forget that. People get bored of me saying it, but we mustn't forget that. They've also spent £100 million plus in the last couple of weeks in the background. You know, Gavardiol coming in, Kovacic. They've made some really interesting decisions on players leaving the squad. So I wonder what Pep is cooking up at City. I wonder if there's a potentially another marquee signing that, that's set to come through the doors. I think Riyad Mahrez, the latest player to be linked with a move to Saudi. I think that deal's been agreed and done. So um, I am curious to see how Manchester City progress. And I think they'll, it will be Manchester City and Arsenal top two next season and comfortably so. Uh, right, let's go to our next caller, who is going to be Nicholas Bean14. Nick, welcome to tonight's post-match photo. What would you like to say about Arsenal and our pre-season tour of the US? Um, can you hear me? We can hear you just about. If you speak loud, loudly and clearly, uh, the floor is yours. Yeah, um, no, I just want to say it's... it's um... It's really nice to see the depth that we've got now. And um, that's the thing that stood out to me the most yesterday was just like feeling like that in every position we're covered. Um, maybe striker is a little bit of a, an issue, but if Balogun comes good or if we can sell him and get someone else in, I think it'll be good. I think you're absolutely right, Nicholas. I mean, the depth is something that we touched upon at the very start of the show. It was great to see the bench with the likes of Tommy Yasu. Uh, on their back from injury. Of course, we've beefed it up with Declan Rice and Yuri and Timber. Flo Balogun is an attacking option. Um, you know, goalkeeper-wise, of course, Matty Turner wasn't present, but uh, you know, he'd be there. Austin Trusty, who we've not really talked about, uh, American international who was on loan last year. Um, it's good to see. I mean, Nick, same question to you. Um, thoughts on the new season? What would you like to see Arsenal deliver on next year? Well, I think um, to at least um, push City. I think they're going to be strong again. But, um, yeah, um, I'd be happy with that if we can run them close and, you know, keep that up. I think that's just still better than we expected a couple of years ago. Um, I think, um, you know, we can't expect everyone to just settle in. Even Rice might take a little bit of time to, to sort of gel with his teammates. But from what I saw last night, he looked pretty good on the ball. And um, what I noticed about him was... Uh, just the way he seems to always be looking for space. Um, so that's encouraging. And um, yeah, as long as we push him all the way, I'll be happy. Make yeah, I, I agree with you. At Absolutely, I agree with you. Thanks so much, Nick, for joining us and thanks for requesting the mic and having your say. David underscore Gunner will be our next caller. Before we go to David, though, um, Wayne and Gav, lots of talk about the squad being much deeper, much bigger. Uh, Adil Raza in the uh, tweets, who is at Adil Raza1983, says, The squad is nearly complete, Latte Firm. Uh, my only concern is that we don't have a right winger that can challenge and take minutes from Saka. We don't want him playing 50-plus games again and burning out towards the end of the season. Thoughts? Um, I guess the question here is, Gav, the depth is exactly what we've been craving 
of course, we missed out last year when William Saliba picked up the very unfortunate injury and, of course, the drop in quality for Rob Holding coming in. Tommy Asu was out. We couldn't do anything with Ben White and shift him inside. But now with Timber, with Kivior, who's going to be a bit more experienced, finally, it looks like we've got really good depth, particularly at the back. Yeah, no, I mean, I think he's sort of concentrated on the back, hasn't he, with the, uh, you know, Kivior and now Timber. Uh, and again, completely agreed. Uh, Rob Holding, as much as he's loved in the squad and this, that and the other, he, you know, he's got to find somewhere else to play next season. And we've got to try and recuperate more than the, the poxy one million quid that some team offered for him. Uh, some areas do worry me more than others. And, but like I say, I think we spoke about this at the end of last season on one of these spaces. We were saying, what do I want out of the transfer window? And I said, well, I said, well Minimum requirements is we have to get three players in who are going to challenge to be in our best starting eleven every single game, and potentially we've got that. Uh, I'm not too bothered about Saka and getting another right winger involved. Uh, we've got plenty of players that can quite easily switch over to that side, and sort of to quote the Arsenal medical and physio team, they don't actually know and actually haven't found Saka's limits yet. They don't know how many, you know, 90 minutes, three times a week, he can do until his levels drop, because they they don't drop. He's biologically blessed with very, very fast recovery. Uh, And the amount of times he gets kicked per game, and it doesn't bother him the next game, uh, obviously, touch wood, you know, that continues. Uh, But... Like I say, I can see no problems with Saka playing literally every single Premier League game and every single Champions League game next year. But at some point, they're going to find where his breaking point is, which might be a sad thing. But we got plenty. We got there's there's plenty of cover. Martinelli can go over there. Trossard or Avance can go down the left. Yeah, you know, we've got we've got plenty, plenty, plenty of cover. Mm, look, I hear everything you're saying about Bakayo Saka. I did read. I think I read that piece where they yet to discover the red zone in Bukayo. Like his uh, his recovery is phenomenal. His fitness levels. He is very much an endurance athlete, and he's just just a unit. I mean, he's been working so hard on his physique. It's in, it's incredible. But it is just a matter of time. Everybody has their sort of pressure point. Everybody at some point will need a bit of a rest and. I'm not sure we have the options internally. I mean, I, you know, we could shift Martinelli out there. We could play Trossard out there, maybe even perhaps Young Reese. But I just wonder if Adil Raza's point is absolutely spot on. We need, you know, just just to make sure, as a, as insurance policies go, go out and get a proper right winger who can, you know, be very happy to be that sort of understudy. Even Kai Havertz, who played twenty percent of his games at Chelsea, out on that wide right hand side. Who knows? Wayne, same question to you. Let's bring you back into the chat, my man. Um, Squad depth is looking good. Uh, players like Emil Smith Rowe, people seem to be sleeping on because he, he might come back and and and, and have a a good role to play. What are your thoughts on the squad, Wayne? Uh, what has Arteta got left to do? Uh, in the meantime, if you want to check your WhatsApp, I've sent you that Man United away shirt. Um, Let me check it out. Let's have a look. I I think I've said on on these spaces all along. Jesus, what is yeah. what is that? <laughs> Yeah, it looks what like co- a humbug. What colour is that? Green, black? I think, it's, I think it's a dark green, but it looks like a humbug. It's so weird. Oh, my. It's so, so weird. Oh, my. Yeah, Adidas shafted us. An abomination. 
That's yeah, I'm just saying it's shocking. <laughs> um, but yeah, in terms of the squad, I think I've said on these faces for months now that I don't like the quality on the right hand side. Um, we've got Bakayo Saka, but I don't really want a player who can play there. I want players that are very good there. And Reese Nelson can do a job, but I think he's better from the left. Trossard can do a job on the right, but I think he's better in the middle. Martinelli can do a job on the right, but he's one of the best left wingers in the league. I wouldn't move him. So I want someone, not necessarily the quality of Saka, because it's nearly impossible to get that done. But I want somebody who is at least a, a bit of a specialist right winger. Um, so, Or alternatively, if you're going to play someone like a Gabby Jesus on the right wing um, from time to time, I'd like us to go out and get a bit of a different mould of striker, someone a bit more target man oriented. Sorry, someone that can kind of score goals in a bit of a different way um, to the way that we're going at the minute. So I think squad wise, we're nearly there. I'm a, I'm still a little bit on the defensive side in the midfield. I'm a li- I've got some questions because obviously we've got Havertz, we've got Emil Smith Rowe, we've got Erdegaard, we've got um, Vieira. All good for both those eight positions. But to go from Xhaka to Havertz on that left eight, it's a huge, huge upgrade offensively. But we don't know yet how it will pan out defensively. Um, Rice can play there, but then you've got the question marks over parties. So... I think those would be those would be the positions that I'd be looking at in um, in attack and potentially a little bit more of a defensive minded midfielder as as that left eight. Mm, I think that was a subtle compliment there to Granit Xhaka from Wayne. Would you believe it? Uh, right, no, David. No, 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 no. <laughs> David underscore Gunner. Welcome to tonight's post match phone and very much the la- the sort of home straight last couple of callers. Uh, he's got his hand up. Uh, you've been waiting very patiently. Thank you for that. What would you like to say, my friend? Uh, just want to make you know two points really. Um, first of all, the, um, this MLS thing. I pray to God we never do it again because I was. I was watching on Apple TV yesterday. God, like, having to sit through American commentary watching football. Ah, my ears were about to bleed. And when, when you say this thinking, MLS stuff, do you, mean the, do you mean the skills challenge or do you mean the fixtures yes, generally was, in the States? Was, right, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm, I, I, don't play, I don't mind playing MLS sides. I mean, the skills challenge, that was... That was anyway, forget that. Um... <laughs> uh, second of all, I think the squad's a bit too big. Like there are certain players which I think, you know, they got to go. Like I think we can't go into a season with um, Jesus, Balogun, and Ketia as our three strikers. Not because I don't think, I just think like they're, they're a bit too similar. Well, not too similar, but I think like either Balogun or Ketia has got to go on loan. And I think the best choice would be send that Ketia on loan, either abroad or another Premier League side. I do think if you go send him abroad. Try and set him to a team that's in the Champions League or European football because I think you know that'll that'll do him good. And I think yeah, like you know, if you're gonna go with Jesus, your main striker, have Balogun as his number two. So you know, maybe give him an FA Cup game, League Cup game, whatever. Just you know, because I think you know, it's just it's it's only fair that you give him a chance now to kind of see prove his worth at Arsenal now. And like I said, I think there are some other players which has got a bit you know get some money on. Maybe like Cedric, you know, try and get him out the door. I think that's that's I think that's what they're working on, and maybe Rob Holden. I personally, Rob Holden, I'm I'm 
I was of the belief that he should be the club captain. That's because like he's been at the club longest. And I always felt like, you know, whoever's at the club the longest should be first in line for the captaincy. But, you know, obviously, David, I can see him... Are you, are you pulling my leg? What? Are you pulling my leg? You think Rob Holding should be captain of Arsenal Football Club? Not because he's good, but I feel like whoever's at the club the longest should be first. But that's just my opinion. I don't David, think he should man. be playing every week. That's not what I'm saying. You know, you can have the club captain <laughs> on the bench. That's what, you know, by the way, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't think he should be playing every week. That's not what I'm saying. Club captain, as in, like, you know, the guy that represents the club, you know. Okay, no, I, I hear that. that he's, he's a wild, wild shout, but I hear that, man. He's he's a, he's, I think he's just a very good professional. That's all, that's what I mean. I just think, you know. Okay, well, no, I can't knock that. I can't knock that because I think at the end of the day, Arteta obviously loves him. Previous managers obviously love him. Uh, people talk about him being this good influence around the camp. I think suggesting that he'd be club captain is, is probably a stretch too far for my imagination, but I really appreciate that nonetheless. David, thank you for, for joining tonight's post-match phone-in. Really appreciate that. Let's go to our next caller uh, as we start thinking about wrapping up the show. It's going to be Dap Gunners. Uh, Dap Gunners, welcome to the post-match phone-in on Latte Firm. Uh, what would you like to say? The floor is yours. Dap, are you there? Do you want to unmute yourself? Bottom left button. He's definitely connected. I don't think he Yeah, is. yeah, Latte, I'm here now. Ah, awesome. I love it when I'm called Latte. Thank you for that. I really yeah. appreciate that, Dap. What would you like to say, my friend? The floor is yours. What would you like to what would you like to say about Arsenal? Yeah, thanks, Latte. Um always nice to be on your part. Um yeah, so I, I think everything um is gonna work well. I was particularly glad that one of the things I predicted, you know, kind of um, showed up yesterday and everybody's talking about it, which is, I believe that buying Timba means we don't have to sell Tierney anymore because you you can basically tell Tierney not to invert anymore. Let Timba invert from the right and then Tierney can just focus on being himself. And that was kind of like what happened when both of them were in the game yesterday. Um, so, you know, Allowing someone like Tierney play to his strengths is really going to help our team. The variations in that back line. Um, um, three things that I believe every team needs if you are going to be an LI team. Number one, you've got to get a really good squad. Number two, you've got to have depth. And number three, your squad either needs to have specialists. Specialists in terms of people that they, they are champions in a particular thing such that you can switch your formation at any time. Manchester United had that one some time ago where each time they want to play Arsenal, Fergie is going to bring in Jason Park. Crowd the midfield, make sure Arsenal don't play their game. You know, and we did something like that last season, wanted to play um, Liverpool, and then we brought on Tomiyasu to, you know, wipe out um, Salah out of the game. So I think when you look at that squad now, we have specialists, we have players that can do um, three things, can do three different things, and, and stuff like that. So I, I think in terms of going into next season, depth has been Arsenal's problem for about 15, 16 years. I think depth should no longer be a problem. And I'm looking like guys like Trossard and um, Trossard and Smith-Rowe to really, really, really be, um, you know, um, what's the name? The X-Factors. Um, as it is now, Trossard is almost trying to solidify that eight shirt for himself, which, I will, which, 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 will, which will make a lot of sense. I love the game yesterday. Um, 
I like the fact that Chelsea fans wasted their time watching the game. And at the end of the day, they they are all they are all crying this morning because there's no failure comes to make. You know, who needs who needs who needs to score a volley for Joga Bonito purposes than scoring it in a game? It's called it's called a volley in a game. I don't care. So I think Arsenal is at a point where now that little little things should not matter to us fans. We should be talking about the big things, which is we want to win league and want to win the Champions League. So all these little little stuff, if someone didn't score in a in a volley challenge, what what's what's our business with that, you know? Um, and I like that's what happened yesterday. Um, Saka with two assists, very brilliant, always impactful, as as always. Jesus with the audacious chip, we want to see more of that. Um, yeah, Timba, he didn't take people time, came on, made his um. Uh, sorry, made his made his impact. Declan Rice tidy, making the simple passes, um, and all of that. Yeah, I think I think it's good times for the club. Um, Saturday come, I think the team will be more defined on Saturday in terms of because the the community shield is getting closer. So I think the starting lineup of Saturday will look closer to what we'll be seeing in the beginning of season, barring injuries. Um, and you know, exciting times, exciting times. Thanks. Exciting times. Dap, where are you calling from, by the way? Yeah, I'm in Canada. Canada. I love that. that Dap, thank you so much for joining the post-match phone in tonight on Live FM. And what a great way, what a great call to kind of end the show. Um, he did mention Manchester United are coming up next for Arsenal. We play Manchester United this Saturday at 10pm UK time at the MetLife Stadium. And just three, four days after that, we play Barcelona at the KSE Stadium. What's that? SoFi Stadium? SoFi Stadium? I don't know. I can't pronounce it. Um, and then, just a couple of days after that, it's the Emirates Cup at the Emirates Stadium. An evening kickoff, Wednesday the August, uh, Wednesday the 2nd of August, sorry. And it's two weeks this Sunday that Arsenal take on Manchester City at Wembley Stadium in the season opener, the traditional season opener, the Charity Shield as Gav and I certainly refer to it as, but it's the FA Community Shield uh, that it is called now. Um, Closing thoughts from each of the panellists. Before we do that, a couple of shouts from the tweets uh, wall. Um, Anthony James, who is at Anthony96 underscore AFC, just shouting, talk about Timber. Uh, Yes, we have talked about Urian Timber. If you want further analysis of Urian Timber's game, do check out the pinned tweet in this space. I did a 10-minute feature on some some of the key takeaways from yesterday's game. That's available on the YouTube channel, 10 minutes if you've got to spare. Um, Colonel Jeff in Austria, who is at Jeff Fish, says, I'm a marginal soccer fan, but I was in London for the Cubs versus St. Louis baseball. I also couldn't stand the British announcers. Uh, Appreciate that, Colonel. Thanks for sharing that. And Fanding Sané, who is at Sané underscore Fanding, says, and they forgot about their Mudrick. That's right, referring to Chelsea fans who have been keeping the receipts uh, for Kai Havertz. Right, closing thoughts. Wayne, um, listen, it's the first fixture of pre-season sort of tour in the US. A comfortable 5-0 win against a team that was cobbled together as the MLS All-Stars. Things are about to get a little tastier and it's Manchester United on Saturday. Yeah, it's... um, I'm sure if if the Havertz situation and the skills challenge is anything to go by, that timeline is going to light up during that Man United game, regardless of what happens. So I'm looking forward to the banter that way. But um, no, it should be a good game. I hope all of the fans in America that are lucky enough to go enjoy the game because that's probably going to be, if not the most competitive, probably the most sort of 
or the closest to a Premier League game, obviously, that you're going to get is two Premier League teams. It's a big rivalry. We'll probably take it a bit more seriously than we did against the MLS and probably a little bit more seriously than the likes of, of Barcelona and, and the Emirates Cup just because it is a bit more... There's that rivalry at stake there. So I hope it goes our way. I hope it goes well. I'm looking forward to seeing more players get more minutes. I'd love to see Timber start and see what you can get done um, for the majority of the game. I'm looking forward to see... Erdegaard play more with all of our attackers and one thing that all of us have kind of forgot to talk about really is just how sharp and how on fire Bakayo Saka has looked during pre-season so far and it's crazy that we've all given plaudits to Timber and Rice and Erdegaard and they all deserve it but Bakayo Saka's come in on fire like he's not skipped a beat whatsoever two games I think obviously he got the goal um, in Germany, two assists against the MLS All-Stars. He is ready for for another new season. So I'm looking forward to seeing more of him. Colleen, best of luck um, with that Arsenal.com uh, show that you're doing. Do not I was wondering where you are going with that. Just best, of, best no. of luck generally in life. Nice knowing you. No, 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 no. <laughs> Just with the show, not in life. Once the show is over, I couldn't care less. But if you if you do if you do it well, that's a good thing for Lottie Firm because apparently you're one of us now, even though I didn't agree to that. Um, but thank you yeah, for everyone for joining we'll have again. To talk. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks for everyone no, for joining again. And looking forward to uh, another one after the Man United game. Absolutely. And listen, just on Man United, I hope we absolutely slap United. I want to send Egghead back to Old Trafford with all sorts of headaches. Uh, but Wayne, uh, thank you for joining tonight as the co-host. If anybody wants to follow Wayne, he is, of course, at Wayne's World 20 underscore. Co-host of the excellent Can You Believe It podcast with our good friend AFC Met. And also has a gaming channel on Twitch. Uh, Gav, closing thoughts from you. Um, it's Manchester United up next and just a couple of Sundays away from Manchester City in the Charity Shield. Yes, uh, things are warming up, aren't they? Uh, it's almost kind of rare that you play somebody that, at the well, in modern era, really, that you're playing somebody who's on the same sort of fitness pass as what you are. So it's going to see how well-prepared our players are so far and how well-prepared Man United players are so far. So it's almost like a level playing field as opposed to like, you know, when you can play a, a Spanish or a French team, which could be sort of one week or two weeks in front of the uh, in front of you on their pre-season uh, schedule. So it will be interesting in that respect. Obviously, I can't stand losing to anybody. Uh, Man United is up there with one of the teams that I can't stand losing to the most. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be an interesting game. I think it's it's ten o'clock UK time, isn't it? That's right, ten PM UK yeah, time. So depending depending yeah. on the mood and if if you guys are awake, we might do a post match phone in straight after the whistle Ooh. against uh, United. Ooh. If if anybody wants to follow Gav, he is of course actually Warren. If anybody's in need of any Arsenal merchandise, any friends or family, have any birthdays or anniversary gifts coming up that you might need, uh, go along to She War and peruse the website. Uh, Colleen. May as well get closing thoughts from you now that you're one of these uh, panellists on, on the show. What would you like to say, Colleen? Um, it's been a pretty good start to our US tour. Oh, it's been amazing. And I love pre-season. I just love seeing what's what's going on. And, and with the feel-good factor around Arsenal, it just every game just feels like a pleasure. But I do have to say, I was caught off guard there by Gav when he was like, um, you know, it's so refreshing to see when a team's on their on the same fitness journey. And then he said Man United. I thought he was talking about himself then. I was like, Gav, 
Are you turning? Are you on this fitness journey with the with the Arsenal boys as well? I, I literally started chuckling to myself. Um, that was me not listening correctly. Um, but yeah, who doesn't love a bit of preseason? And I hope we um we uh, knock United out of the park. I think they've got a very busy uh, preseason schedule, more than most of the top six. To be honest with you, and they've not made a lot of signings so far outside of the the keeper. So. Um, very much looking forward to it. And of course, it's always a pleasure to be joined. My favourite three latte firm princesses, of course. When, since when did I become a princess? What's all that about? It's royalty. I'll take the title. It's, it's, you could be worse things. You could be worse things in this life I'm, than a princess. I much prefer to be called latte. You know, if I had a pound for every time <laughs> someone called me latte right at the Emirates Stadium, I'd have enough to go and buy a lemon and herb Nando's meal. Wayne's got his hand up. Surprise, surprise. Ugh. What do you want to say, Wayne? Hey, no, I'm actually not talking about Colleen this time. This is for you. Um, we were asked a question earlier about the three sign-ins we'd like to make. Uh, yes, yes, We're yes, going to yes. end... Me and Gab aren't answering it. Colleen ain't answering it. We're going to end the show with the three players you'd like us to sign and Granite Jack is not coming back. Oh, come on, man. How can you put me on the spot like that? I don't even think about answers to questions like this, but I appreciate it. Um, oh, man. Oh, look... I'll, I will save you guys the umming and ahhing, which I've already started because I don't know the player names. But I would like to see a right-sided cover for Bukayo Saka. And I'd like to see an established player at, at that coming in, if we can. Um, if Balogun and ideally Nketiah both move on, I'd love to see us go out and get a, f- a front man. Because I think Havertz can also play that number nine role. And I'd love to see a central midfielder. Look, I think we're stacked defensively. I think goalkeeper-wise are okay. Uh, if we could somehow keep party and rice, and I'm talking fantasy sort of money here, just go out and get Caicedo. Why the hell not? Because we are, uh, we want to go for the league title. So that, that's where that's kind of where I am. Um, look, thank you so much for all the calls tonight, and for everybody tuning in. There's still hundreds of you listening live right now. If you joined late, if you joined for the first time, these are available on Spotify and Apple, or via any other sort of reputable podcast outlet. Um, to get involved. And of course, if you've not been involved in Latte Firm to date, do drop Latte Firm a follow. It's the only place you can get these post-match phone-ins and we are looking forward very much to the new season that is upon us. And if you've got 10 minutes to spare, last plug, I promise, go and have a look at the YouTube channel. There is a video on everything that I loved about last night's game. So go check that out. Uh, Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Wayne. Thank you, Gav. Thank you, Colleen. It's Manchester United next on Saturday. We'll have a post-match phone-in straight after the game. And on Sunday at the weekend, we will have another late night latte just to look back on all things Arsenal. Until next time, it's bye for now.